Hey guys, welcome to the Fahim Mujahid podcast. I'm your host, Fahim Mujahid. I'm a mental conditioning and human performance coach, but more than that, I'm a father, husband, family member, and friend who draws a lot of inspiration and passion from pouring into other people. Listen, I've been on this journey of self-evolution myself, and I find that with each opportunity, if one's passionate enough, you can find ways to not only enrich the lives of others, but find your way to your true north. I find so much inspiration from growing and learning and doing whatever I can to expose my own wounds so that we can collectively heal together. What I want for this podcast is an opportunity for me to use it as my offering to shifting the energy, the focus, the consciousness of the world that we're all experiencing, the world that we're all living in. It's a place that I want to grow with you so that we can all grow and become the best versions of ourselves. Hey Tribe, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Fahim Mujahid podcast. Oh man, I'm excited to be up here. As always, I begin this podcast or this episode with a great heart of gratitude. Thank you for taking time out of your day and finding a little, carving out a little space for me and, um, and my insight and my share. Um, so I appreciate you and I'm always grateful for being um, held in community. So thank you. Thank you for uh, for hitting play. Um, I want to begin, as always, by acknowledging two powerful communities, Breathe Life. Breathe Life is a community here in Miami, Florida, where we get together and support and pour into each other at beautiful venues across the city. And Headcase. Headcase is the newly um, born online coaching community platform that I've developed this season um, and it's something that continues to grow and evolve and it's not perfect but it's something that has created a beautiful landing spot um, for people within and without and outside of the community so um, Headspace um, if you're a part of any one of those groups welcome as always to this space if you're not strongly encourage you to come and connect um, our communities are always welcoming new beautiful powerful energy so you're always welcome Welcome in our home. All right. Um, I want to talk a little bit about something that's been showing up a lot in my coaching and my life in general. And that subject is belief, beliefs, like the beliefs that we have, the beliefs that we carry, the beliefs that we pick up along the way. You know, what I find interestingly, a lot of the work, regardless whether you're working from a performance standpoint, spiritual standpoint, life standpoint, regardless of what kind of coaching, what kind of spaces you're holding for other human beings, a lot of times the majority of the heavy lifting begins on the space of beliefs, right? Beliefs are so baked into this life experience. I mean, they they bleed themselves into every single element of what we experience, what, what we experience in relationship to life, let alone the relationship to our careers and relationships in general. Like beliefs are such a powerful driver. And I think oftentimes there's not enough time and energy really um, committed to examining the impact of these beliefs. But nonetheless, you know, as you're putting down the ground floor, um, when you're examining and supporting someone, the first thing you want to ask yourself is, okay, well, what are certain beliefs that are driving the behavior patterns um, that we're experiencing that are in some instances contributing to the success or in most instances kind of keeping or getting in the way of the success or the vision that that person has is my job to kind of help allow them to unearth that awareness that exists within within them 
you know, I often say that as coaches, our only responsibility is to create space for the clients to understand that all the answers they're seeking reside within them. So a lot of times the most powerful um, first um, foundational step is to get them to get clear about, okay, what are certain, what are the beliefs that they're carrying and that they're taking throughout every stage of their lives and how's it impacting where they are right now? And, you know, interesting, um, I had an experience recently with my son where he was at school and we take him to a school that we love and the community's great, but and this last week he had a substitute teacher who was very rude and, you know, kind of, um, you know, responded in a way that wasn't ideal towards nurturing um, a creative, curious mind, which normally that's the, you know, the teachers in the school do a, do a, a standing job, but apparently this substitute teacher, I guess, wasn't on her best. And we started uncovering that she has a history for that. So that's a, a subject for another day. But what it made me think about is that as my son was going through these experiences, you know, it doesn't, you know, it, negative experiences, traumas, you know, they don't, you know, they don't vary the impact based off of the lifespan or based off of the intensity. Sometimes these traumas or stories or hardships and adversities can leave lasting beliefs and patterns and thoughts that we carry throughout our entire lives, no matter how big or small it may be. And I think sometimes when you're doing that work and you're examining, a lot of times there's a judgment in the value of the trauma or the experience that overshadows the fact that each one of these opportunities have the ability to create and become a long chain belief that could go further and impact us in, in more ways than we can count. So as I was thinking about like my son, this beautiful, beautiful human being who has such a kind heart and I might be a little bit biased, but as I was thinking about him and how he's been growing and he's turned seven this week and how he's interacting with the world and you, you know, you send your children out into the world and you pray that they're always going to be nurtured and being loving environments. And, you know, you know that there's ugliness in the world, you know, that there's challenges in the world you know that there's people in the world that aren't in their net necessarily in their light or in their best environment or at good places in their lives in general so you can't pour into other cups if you're not full yourself so you know all this and you know as he was explaining to me the situation and it wasn't anything like physically abusive but it was yeah, it was, you know, she was very condescending. And, you know, if he had a question, she would tell him to put his hand down. I'm done helping you. And and on one end, you know, your heart, you know, my heart bled for him, you know, because you could tell the disappointment in his in his eyes about the experience and his his hesitancy with sharing it with me and his mom and, you know, and, and my response to it and what that meant and him not wanting to get anyone in trouble. And it just made me think about, like... You know, I think when I got over the shock and disappointment, I started thinking about like, you know, if I'm not mindful, if we're not mindful as his parents, like there could be a belief that's taken from this experience. It could, it can happen just that quickly, just that simply, you know, it doesn't have to be anything big or traumatic or, you know, something that everyone recognizes as being a trauma or a negative experience, but it could just be within his small mind an experience that he takes with him that says, you know, if I ask questions, if I show curiosity, then I'm going to be shunned and I'm going to be made fun of. And, 
you know, I'm an annoyance or I'm a hardship. My curiosity, my inquisitiveness, my asking questions comes at a cost. Right. So I started thinking about like how, you know, all beliefs originate at a frequency of a thought. And, you know, I was working with primarily working with, you know, elite athletes and elite, you know, people in their own space. You're working with adults and you find that a lot of these you know, beliefs that are getting in the way of them being able to live a life of fulfillment and purpose. A lot of these beliefs are picked up when we're at the age of five, six, seven, right? And some of them are just as inconsequential, I guess, in the perspective and appearance to someone else that may have on that experience um, as what my son went through, but they're just as powerful. So it just made me think about like, not only just my life in general, what are some of the beliefs that are kind of leading the way right now in my life? Um, but what are some of the things, what are some of the beliefs that I want to begin to start challenging so that I could arrive at a better balance with my life? I think, you know, I've been blessed to witness, um, you know, my mom and my grandmother um, always put um forth a tremendous amount of effort to provide for me and my six siblings and I think I picked up a belief that you know work is supposed to be hard and you're always supposed to work there's no time for vacation or breaks or at all costs you know you always you're always grinding you never give yourself that time for reprieve to to give yourself that space would be a sign of weakness um weak-mindedness or not being able to continue to go and continue to invest in the survival men mentality. So I guess it's more of a, you know, a hardened work ethic, but was born out of a survival mentality. And I see that, you know, even now as, a, as an adult, you know, I have so much in my life that I, I feel so grateful for. And under and around all of that, there's this, um, this, there's this powerful belief that dictates the work ratio. You know, there's a powerful belief that is the undercurrent of resistance when my wife or when family or friends, you know, create opportunities for me to kind of step away or separate myself from work. Um, there's a deeper belief that is unconsciously pulling all the strings, right? So beliefs are so important. And, you know, as with anything, you know, the first challenge that we have when we're coming across um, the journey of, you know, self, you know, exploration and personal fulfillment is to identify, you know, what those beliefs are and which ones are, you know, running the show primarily. You know, you know, I read something and I thought it was powerful and I wanted to share and it was something that said beliefs are our way of our brains making sense and explaining the world around us. So beliefs are our brain's way of making sense and explaining the world around us, right? And it does it in seconds, right? There's only so much um, that we can commit to consciously thinking about every day, right? We don't think about how to tie our shoes or how to drive once you learn how to drive or how to brush your teeth or wash your face. A lot of those things are so automated, right? Like, you know, they're just running in the background. Beliefs work a lot in the same ways, right? So as you're going through, you know, difficulty, challenges, as you're going through the journey of what you are trying to create, these beliefs constantly work in the background. And until you truly identify what those beliefs are, it's hard to navigate into something different. You know, another thing that I think is, 
you know, worth mentioning about police is that what I've found is that oftentimes there's a tremendous amount of judgment that gets in the way of actually doing the work of getting beyond the belief. You spend so much time in judgment of the fact that you're carrying the belief in the first place that it, I think it overrides the impact and the value that you could be receiving from actually doing the work and getting beyond it. I see it all the time. And, you know, it's one of the things that I always try to make sure my clients are aware of, right? Like as we uncover a lot of these beliefs, do it with, you know, do it with a childlike mind, you know, um, be kind to yourself, practice empathy and patience, right? These beliefs are not your own. At some point, um, no matter how much harm it's causing you now, at some point that belief was of service to you, right? These beliefs that we pick up along our journey, um, you know, there's power in being able to get clear and circle back and identify where in our lives we pick those beliefs up. Because oftentimes what you can do is if you know that, hey, I picked it up from this relationship or I picked it up from this experience, it makes it easier for you to create reference points that are in opposition of that belief. And what I always say is that a belief is nothing more than a thought that has several reference points, right? So if your belief is that I'm intelligent, I'm smart, right? Every person that calls you smart or every award that you win for your intellect or every time you can solve a riddle and no one else around you can solve a riddle or every time someone comments on how intelligent you are, those are all reference points. And they become baked into your belief, right? So finding which beliefs that you have that are running the show um, is a very important first step. And then once you identify what those beliefs are, like the one I mentioned about myself personally, then you can start developing some disciplines and some new thoughts that you can forge into beliefs around those, you know? So, you know, I guess what I wanted to say and what I wanted to just kind of challenge everyone that can hear my voice on this podcast today is, you know, we all want, well, I won't, I won't generalize. Most of us are existing this journey called life and we're constantly curious and finding ways and exploring different ways to show up more fully, to live richer lives, to connect ourselves to our purpose and to, you know, find joy um, in, in, in everything that we do. And even through the ups and downs to develop a better way of even managing and interpreting what it is that we're experiencing. And my challenge to you is, you know, I believe everything begins on on the foundation of, you know, the beliefs that we carry. And it wasn't until recently that I started to really get beyond just the constant, you know, um, present thoughts that I was having as it related to any challenge in my work as a coach or anything that kind of impacts my life personally. And I really started to examine not only just the thoughts that I was having, but instead of just getting stuck on those present thoughts, you know, I committed to spending some time and opening some time in my day to really examine what beliefs are showing themselves up the most in my life. What are the main beliefs in a lot of ways that are contributing to my current outcome and how I'm meeting the challenge and I'm meeting the moment of my own potential greatness. And I think, you know, if I'm being honest when I think about the things that are still left to be manifested in my life, a lot of it, a lot of the hesitancy or a lot of the 
lack of discipline or consistency has a lot to do with um, with certain beliefs that I'm carrying. So my commitment is to constantly explore and look for different ways to um, to have the courage and, and commit to the time um, to examining those. So my challenge to you is to do the same, you know? Um, and you may be a lot further on this journey than I am, so you, you might already have that clarity, but I guess a powerful question is, what are the beliefs that you carry throughout your day that dictate or that impact how you see the world and what you're experiencing? What beliefs do you have about those within or without um, your community? What beliefs do you have about where you are in life and in your relationship with your career or with other people, right? What beliefs are you carrying about the impact that you can have on other people? You know, no matter small impact or large impact, what belief do you have on your own self-worth and value? What belief do you have on your confidence of what you are trying to create or to manifest in your life? Right. So examine the beliefs that you have. It's, it's you know, I think there's two things that are incredibly powerful. The first is to examine your beliefs. And the second is to examine your internal dialogue. Right. If you courageously examine both of those, um, it can lead to not only powerful awareness, but um, powerful potential growth. So, you know, I felt that word was so heavy on my heart the last couple of days that I wanted to come in and share it because I often find that when you feel inspired to speak to something, it's usually because someone on the receiving end needs to hear it. So examine the beliefs that you have. And if there are any beliefs that are serving you in one area, but they're harming you in other areas, again, remain, uh, remove the need to judge and instead, you know, explore ways that you could um, use it to your advantage and and um, connect some awareness to it so that it can help you, you know, mold it into um, having the impact and causing the outcome that you desire. So, beliefs. Thank you for tuning in. See ball, think ball.